This is Local Color, distributed by Your Public Studios, a podcast dedicated to the artists, entrepreneurs, and social innovators using their talents to make Baltimore and the DMV a better place. I'm your host, Jason V, and on the show today, Josh Stokes. He's a singer, musician, and beat maker based in Baltimore. The son of a preacher man and a southern belle, he was born with the gift of music, not knowing what journey it'd take him on. For the last five years, the spiritual journey has been release after release of soulful, funky, and self-affirming music, and the physical journey has been touring up and down the East Coast. Hey everyone, no long thoughtful intro this episode. This is a do-over Josh agreed to record after I was unable to use the audio we captured when I interviewed him last October for Free Fall Baltimore. Josh is one of the maybe two people I've ever interviewed more than once, but it's something I may start doing more often. I originally interviewed him back in 2019, and it's been great to hear his progression as an artist. Hope you enjoy. What has the reception been like to your uh, recent project god jewel uh how much of how much of the album was a personal journey and 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 exploration for you um man the reception has been amazing i've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback from it um so that's been really cool and um just more like confirmation more than anything just like knowing that i'm going in the right direction and um i think like a lot of a lot of songs, I'll say like the whole album has been received really well, you know, from like start to finish. So that's been really dope. And it was really um personal for me because, you know, I feel like when you start to sit and write songs and really start to do an album, you start going inward and, and getting feelings and tapping into experiences that you might have uh, not really wanted to ever relive or like go into again but as an artist you know a lot of times we use the misfortune like the pain or whatever to make great things so um this time and any other time I write an album I try to really tap into experiences from my life whether that might be love whether it might be um how I'm feeling about the government or just like the current state of the world um yeah I feel like it's extremely personal and what experiences if you're able or or want to talk about them what experiences and um and personal things for you allowed you to write god jewel um i always say that my music is about love and revolution so those are the the two spirits uh characteristics whatever that um, I really want to embody at all time, love and revolution. And I think a lot of times those two different emotions come from the same place. It's just really a high passion, you know, and and believing uh, greatly about uh, what it is you're doing. Um, So God Jewel for me was that. And um, I would talk about love. I would talk about um, how I feel that our government, our local government, uh, the federal government is all really just shit for real and none of it is true <laughs> in any sense and none of it and, and it all is hypocrisy and um, we're forced to just like eat shit all the time like for the sake of the government because they're the government and they can have you killed or they can put you in jail or they can destroy your whole life and these are the stories that we've been told our whole lives like oh no you don't want to do that you know so it's just like those are the things that I want to speak up against because I feel like it's a real thing. Um, 
I feel like it exists. And I feel like there aren't enough people in this world that believe in themselves, that have peace, that have real joy, you know, within themselves and not seeking it from an, an outside force. So I want people to know that within themselves is great things and they can tap into it. It just takes just going a little left. Like people might think you're crazy. People might think something wrong with you, but it's like, it takes that if you really want to achieve something because not everybody's going to believe what you're talking about because they can't see what you, what you see. So um, I really believe in myself greatly. And I want everybody to believe in themselves just as greatly because we all are great and we all possess great talents. It seems like God Jewel, the album, is that personal exploration for you as much as, much as it's for the person who is consuming it and experiencing it as well. So the messages and the lyrics that they hear, they could just as easily apply to themselves. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I would say um, I really made a point <clears throat> to do that this time. And I know that all um, music and art and everything, like it's up to the, uh, the consumer to kind of decipher the message that they want. But I really wanted to make a clear statement that, like, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, I'm talking to us, I'm talking to everybody. Like, instead of saying, like, I, you, we, like, we can do it, we can make it, we have the tools, you know, we have everything that it takes to really be the best we can be. Mm, okay. And let's jump into the name now. How did you get the name God Jewel? At first, it started out as like a tattoo idea. I wanted to get tattoos on my knees, like God Jewel. And I was like, yo, I like that phrase, like God Jewel. And because I feel like they're both really precious, like God. And if you think about a jewel, like how we used to look at like old Aladdin diamonds and stuff like that, like, wow, like, look at that. Like, just really precious, like, yo, take care of this. Like, cherish this, like, don't fuck this up. Like, don't just treat it any kind of way, you know? Um, so God, Jewel, and that combined was just like some, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, like Goku type shit, like the highest Mario prize you could get, like the best of the best, you know, the highest, like infinite power. Like, that's what it, it means to me. And um, when I had that, that idea and I knew I was sticking with it, it just, it just sounded like really powerful, like, really victorious like wow like what is that like god jewel like yeah this is what this is like this is what you are this is what i am <clears throat> this is what we all are you know but you just got to tap into it and really like go go get it because nothing is just gonna be like bestowed upon you like you go you got to go get everything you got to fight and work for everything everything and you know i want to just that's what god Jewel really encompasses uh, can you talk about your approach to writing and recording God Jewel? Was it any different from previous albums like um, Tunes or uh, any other projects that you worked on? Yeah, it was. Um, I recorded all of God Jewel in my van. Um, I recorded everything in my van. I just I made the beats in my room and I went in my van where it was like really tight and enclosed, kind of like a vocal booth. Is that where you are now? Yes, where I am right now. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. So we're, we're live from the recording studio. Hell yeah. Yep. Live from my studio, baby. Welcome. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was in here and um, I was sitting in my back seat 
and I would just record, man, plug in my interface and just jam and just, it felt great because it was like, it's freeing, it's freeing from everything. And it really was on brand with the message of the album um, entirely because it was like, again, you can do it. You don't need anybody to achieve what it is you're thinking about, you know? So I, it wasn't on purpose, but it really just went hand in hand. Like, God, you'll whatever, whatever, do your own thing. Okay, shit, I'm about to record this album. I don't really feel like asking any engineers for anything. I don't really feel like going inside any studios right now. Let's just record in a van. You can do it and you can distribute, <clears throat> you can distribute it on your own. You can do everything on your own. You know, so it's just that message of like independence, like be independent, allow yourself. Um, in our case, you know, don't wait for labels or like publishing companies to come to you and say, yo, I like you, man. Like, yo, I'm gonna give you $250,000, you know, if that, you know, let's come over here and, and be waiting to get, you know, parented and taken care of. You know, like sometimes if you want that great reward, you have to take that great risk. And um, I'm really in the middle of that right now. And it feels great because you can feel it already happening. Yeah, I think, well, first, I agree with you. I, um, I've been doing this podcast for a few years now. But when I had first started out, I was still trying to find a way to, to work at NPR because I felt like that was the you know, the top of the mountain for somebody who was right. like in my industry at the time. And then exactly. when I was rejected from those two jobs, I was just like, well, maybe if I just like do it myself, I'll have like a better outcome. So I can definitely vouch for that, um, vouch for that uh, like train of thought. Uh, a follow-up question that I have, and, and this is going to lead into uh, the next question that I have. When you were making all the beats for God Jewel, did you do any live instrumentation in your room and record it? Or was it all like um, drum packs and, and like uh, yep. stuff from like a digital audio workstation? Yeah, definitely from a digital audio workstation. Um, I use Reason, Reason 11 right now. And um, the only thing that's actually live, shout out to my uh, homie KP, who's an amazing bass player. He did some live bass on uh, the song Old Soldier. So that is actually live where I went to his place and he plugged in and recorded it. But all the drums and all that stuff is straight me like tapping it out on my uh, MIDI board. I have an 88 key MIDI board that I use. And you mean all the drums, like the highest, lowest strings, piano, horns, everything, and just, just go for it. Okay, awesome. Uh, and as I said, this is gonna lead into my next question. Um, I wanna talk about instrumentals um i think when we had last spoke you had mentioned that you were dropping a beat tape soon is that still uh in the works or have you dropped it yet absolutely i just dropped it uh two weeks ago it's called um broadcasting live from wefunk volume two and uh yeah uh go check it out i think you'll uh enjoy some cuts on it i got a lot of dope shit on there that I think uh, the listeners would enjoy. So yeah, it's on everything streaming, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, also on my Bandcamp if you would like to support. So yeah, on all on all things. 
Yeah, I've been uh, I've been like a huge a huge fan of Bandcamp for a very long time. I think the way that they make it easier for an artist to to get that revenue from their projects that they put out. Um, I get that Spotify holds the crown for like distribution and reaching people, but I still feel like Bandcamp has just quietly been in the back, like supporting artists. You know, they might not be the most popular thing, but um, it, it's yeah, like you you can always trust them. Exactly, because you know what, man, that's direct to consumer at its finest. You can put music on there. You can put merch on there. You can put whatever you want on there. And they're only taking out their percent, you know, as, as far as being a distributor, speaking of Bandcamp, where with Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, and YouTube, and all these other things, yo, you don't be seeing no real money off that shit, man. And that's the thing that no artist is really um, saying. You know, they'll be so quick to, like, show you their picture of like, hey man, look, 40,000 people looked at me or like listened to my music day on Spotify. But it's like, all right, cool. Show us the money that came from that. Mm. You get pennies from those things. Where with Bandcamp, you actually get dollars. Like actually you can make, you know, a million dollars in a day. Like, you know, say insert any really popping artist. If they put things on um, Bandcamp, they could make a million dollars like cold hard in that day. You know what I mean? And wouldn't even have to sell a million records, you know? So it's like, it's really that time where you can take your own destiny in your hands. That's what I'm saying. Like it really just kind of continues to align with, with what we've been saying. It's like, just take your own destiny into your hands. Like you're saying, it's great to put it on everything because it, it, it reaches more people. But then when you draw those people in, Yo, if you really fuck with me, come to my band camp because, you know, that's where everything really is, you know? So, like, all those other outlets are just good to use just as far as, like, worldly exposure. But when you really hit your audience, shoot that band camp link, yo. A little bit of wisdom for the uh, up-and-coming artist there from Josh Stokes. Uh, so I got one more question about um, your beat tape and just making instrumentals in general. Uh, when you're picking instruments and sounds for beats in your workstation, do you have like a specific process? Do you have a go-to drum pack or drum kit or is each project just a new exploration into sound? Yeah, I would say that um, each project is an exploration. Um, I don't ever want to like sound the same with what I'm doing. I, I want to continue to use my imagination and see what sounds that I'm hearing that I can really get out, you know, and I really want to challenge myself to remain different every time. Um, I do have like certain kicks that I like to use or like snares or whatever, or like I have this certain pad, which is like a really kind of like warm kind of synth keyboard sound that I like to use a lot, mm -hmm. but I never want to use it in the same way. Um, I want to always continue to try to like stretch and everything that I do and like never be complacent. Okay. Do you ever find that there's times where you're working on a beat and you're like, oh, I, I, I know that there's something missing. I just don't know what it is. How do you work through like instrumental writer's block? I will just keep playing it over and over and over and over and over again and like never stop playing it. And um, 
<laughs> need something and then that one small thing will just kind of pop in and you know um i might even interject some things into while i'm listening to it you know like listen to an interview while i'm playing music you know or like right, i'm gonna walk away for a minute run to the bathroom and make a sandwich come back and there's a new idea you know i'm walking away is good too you know just kind of walk away for a second so you're not like drowning in it you know um listen to it grab all that you can from it but when you feel like it's still not over yet yo roll up a joint go make a sandwich <laughs> sit back maybe for like five or ten twenty minutes and just it'll start to come to you like oh that's what it is and it'll be the smallest thing like a cowbell or <clears throat> like one string part that you just gotta hold that'll make the like that was it because I also like to say a lot of times like with dope songs there are parts that are in the song that you don't recognize but if you, but if we took it out you wouldn't like the song anymore it's this unrecognizable thing that you're like man this shit is so tight but if it was gone you'd be like man it don't feel right no more it's those things that you don't really pay attention to that's making the song actually what it is. You know what I mean? We'll be right back after a quick break. And when we return, I continue my conversation with musician, singer, and beat maker, Josh Stokes. I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Jason V. This is Local Color. And before the break, my guest Josh Stokes spoke about his album God Jewel, the spiritual nature of the project, and his new beat tape, Live from We Funk Volume 2. It's on Bandcamp right now. Check it out. This episode probably is not going to come out until May, so you still have some time before then. In July, are, are you still going to be going on your God Jewel tour in July? We're getting, we getting ready right now. We're getting everything together, man. We're getting set. Awesome. I mean, many people think touring is nothing but like fun music, you know, drinking, whatever else. What is the unseen side of tour life folks like me may not understand? Well, the unseen side is you got to drive eight hours straight in a hot ass van or just in a car. You know what I mean? Um, constantly on the road, uh, tired, but you still got to meet your deadline. Um you know, you might be actually sick, but you still got a place you got to be. You know, you got to show up. You know, that's your responsibility as the artist. Um, a lot of times having to like sit and talk to people and get to know people for the sake of um, just making that connection to kind of continue to elevate your career. Um, every tour that I've been on, I've made a point to get to know promoters, get to know uh, other bands we, were, we, we might be touring with. Um, just get to know all kinds of people. And a lot of people want to sit back and thinking that, oh, well, they can come to me. Or, you know, it's not, not going to be my last time going on tour. But how do you know that? Because if people kind of deem you unfriendly or hard to work with, you know, all those words, then you might never be on tour again. You know, it's just those little things and just the constant travel, different uh, time zones that you have to get used to. Um, if you're on an airplane, you know, just being confined in one space for a long time can be hectic on the mind, you know, just to be sitting there for hours and hours, listening to music to pass time, you know, and really only like 40 minutes went by, 
You know, it's a lot of things. Um, you got to use your own money for a lot of these things. We're independent artists, so we make our own money and we fund it into our own businesses. You know what I mean? Because we believe in, we believe in it. Like I said, we're not waiting for a company to fund it. If somebody wants to come and sponsor or be a partner, then that's fine. But, you know, like until then, we got to keep the train moving, you know, so it's a lot of that um, really sacrificing and believing in your craft to where like you might not get a lot of things that you want because you're putting money into this because you're funding this because you're supporting that, you know, um, relationships can get crazy on the road. Because a lot of times people think you're out here having threesomes and orgies when you're just trying to find <laughs> like a sofa to sleep on. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't happen like that. You know, like it really doesn't. But um, it, it takes a lot of mental will to kind of push yourself through it because it's not like, yo, you on tour? Like, yo, you on the bus? Like, it's not like that. It's really not like that. It's like the people that are on the road are doing a job. They're not just the homies. You know, a lot of that stuff is Instagram entertainment to kind of like confuse you. But the fact of the matter is that guy that's holding the, the, the phone is like the manager. And the other guy is like the guy that's going to be at the merch table. And the other guy is security. And the other guy is the DJ. But it just seemed like it's just six niggas smoking and having a good time. But it's like, that's what they want you to think. They're actually handling business, you know? So you have to be really business-minded. Don't come in too like smiley and happy, like people will take advantage of you. You know, be friendly, be stern. Don't let people walk over you. Don't let don't let your voice go unheard if you have an opinion. Even if it feels weird, it'll feel better that you got it out. Hmm. So it sounds like going on a tour is in some ways also a journey of like self-exploration and self-reflection because it forces you to kind of reconcile like your relationships with other people, your relationship with yourself and like your self image, how do you feel about yourself? And like for the music, the actual product that you are on tour for, it's like, can you stand behind your music if you don't go on tour, you know? Exactly. Um, and that's another scary part because, you know, you have those few, and I'm all caps, few people who get found out on Instagram and go viral. And then, you know, that sets everything up for them. But that's rare. And you think about, if you go back to when this shit first started, like on the Vine days, merging into the Instagram days with like DC Young Fly and Just Hilarious, with people like that. That was 2015, 16. It's 2022 now. How many Just Hilariouses and uh, DC Young Flies are there? It's very rare. So a lot of times, again, it's an Instagram illusion to make you seem like, yo, all you got to do is blah, blah. But it's like, it takes a lot of work, a lot of work to be able to get to that place. And they were just fortunate because they struck gold at the right time. Like when Instagram was changing with the videos and things like that. But you don't see a lot of that because once it starts happening too much, it's like the lottery. Like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Too many of these niggas getting famous off Instagram. Mm -mm. They need some agents. They need some managers to take some of this money back from them. And that's really how it is, because once you start to become too independent, you become a threat to the corporations. So they make sure it's not too many Jess Hilariouses. They make sure it's not too many DC Young Flies, because that can put everybody else out of business. So um, you have to do the work. You know, Instagram is not going to save you. Like, 
you know, and I'm sorry for a lot of listeners, but it's the truth. You know, a lot of we since 2012, we've been caught up in the, the, the spell and the smoke and mirrors of like, yo, Instagram, like, yo, they came off Instagram. No, she fine. She on Instagram. She pulled the nigga off Instagram. Yo, he went on tour for Instagram. But that doesn't happen as much as you think, you know, and it's not as glamorous as you think. So, like, you got to do the Instagram. Then you got to hit the streets and you got to meet the people and your show has to be impactful. And all these things will make a strong you, a strong presentation. You can't just say, yo, I'm going to be popping on Instagram and that's it. Because if you do, one of those other things are going to get exposed. Okay, you popping on Instagram. Now it's time to perform. But you can't perform because you've only been making reels in your room. So mm. like in front of 500 people, and it's like, yeah, go. And you like, oh, shit, I never did this before. And you freeze up and you're nervous and your voice not like it is when you're in your room and ain't nobody judging you there. So it's a whole different world. So like it can be a lot. It's a lot of this now, like one sided. I can give you my opinion. I can give you this, but it's no real feedback. But then when you get in front of those people and they're like, nah, you're like, oh, man, what's going on? These niggas haters. But it's like, nah, you haven't developed yourself good enough to be out here performing in front of all these people. But it's mm. like the Instagram has fooled people to, to be like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. You know, so it's like, what are you going to say? Sometimes people just got to crash and burn, unfortunately. But it's like, hopefully they'll learn it as a, it'll be a lesson. You know, it'll be a lesson to them to go and tighten up on everything else. Because I'll even speak for myself. My weakness was and is Instagram. You know, I don't really like to be broadcasting myself all the time. But be like, yo, look at me, I'm doing this. You know, whatever, whatever. But you got to put that shit to the side. Like, if you want people to know what it is you're doing, if you want people to know your name and be familiar with what you're doing, you have to use this outlet. It's right there. And that's where the whole world is. So you might have a cool show. You might be interesting, blah, blah, blah. But don't nobody in the world know who the fuck you are. So you got to change that. So that's something I've been making a, a conscious effort on doing and just making my presence more felt online. And, and it's been working. You know, it's definitely been working. But again, that's not anything that I want to rely on. I want to rely on real people to people shit. Like when you meet me and you talk to me and when you see my show and when we shake hands, that's what I want people to remember. The Instagram is just like the extra shit. Yeah, uh, something that I learned recently is with anything that you're doing, unless you are like an influencer or your job is literally to make posts on Instagram and somebody gives you, you know, a check for that, nothing wrong with that. But Instagram should not be the end goal for you if you are not an influencer. All social media really should just be like the conduit that people can use to get to your band camp, to get to your website page and all that kind of stuff. So that's like a bit of game that I learned recently that's kind of um, reframed things for me. And just listening to you while you do you you do utilize instagram for you it's that personable like actual human connection that you're looking for absolutely and to be honest with you man it's always been that way with me i can go back to my space days where like you know i'd be talking to a girl like hey yeah uh, and but then when you see him in person it's like hey like you don't even know him so yeah. like i realized at that point like I'm not really an effective 
social media guy. This is like 07, 08. Like emailing people like, hey, you know, my name is Josh. I make beats, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not really my thing. My thing is like, once you see me, once you connect with me, that's always been my thing. And I know my strengths and I know my strong suit and where I belong in my pocket, you know? And I'm not trying to get out of that. You know, I'm gonna use Instagram for what I have to use it for, but I'm not gonna pour myself out and just always be like, hey, hey, look at me, y'all. Like, I don't like that. I don't really like people looking at me. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't want you looking at me until it's something that I have to say. Hey, I'm doing a show July 1st at Metro Gallery. Come see me. Hey, I'm going to be in New York July 7th. Come see me. But not just like, hey, I don't want that. I don't desire that. That's not what I'm chasing. You know, I'm just chasing like my tribe, like my few, you know, 100,000 people around the world that just all fuck with me. You know what I mean? Like my hundred in this town, my hundred in that town. And we all just come together and like, we're all the shitheads like together. And we just like take over the world. You know, like that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the world. You know, like if you like what, I, what, I, what I'm giving you, come rock with me. But if not, cool, man, I appreciate that too. I'll see you when I come back around. You know, and that's what I feel about it. We've talked about it, um, but if you could just give me a little more information, like tour dates and the way you're going. Uh, yeah, what's coming up next for you? Yeah, man. So I'm really happy to announce um, I'm going on tour again. I'm really excited. I haven't been on tour since for real, like 2020, like February, pre-COVID, man. Um, I did a few dates in North Carolina with my friend Hyde Keach. Um, last year but it was it was matter of fact it was only one day you know so it was like oh man don't do this because it's like you teasing me you know um, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I finally get to hit the road like a good amount of time um this July I'm going on tour to support my uh God Jewel album I'll be stopping here in Baltimore New York um Washington DC Winston-Salem North Carolina Greensboro North Carolina in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm really excited, man, just because, again, just independence and it's always a new challenge for me when it's time for tour. And I get excited for more so of the offstage stuff than I do the onstage stuff. Cause it's like, man, I gotta book a venue. I gotta find artists to perform at these venues. I gotta, I gotta make flyers. I gotta make promo videos. Oh uh, man, I gotta get ready for this. So that's exciting because it's like, it's a new hurdle I have to jump over. Like, all right, that's not stopping me. You know, like I had a a, a tough time um, booking spots in D.C. D.C., y'all be doing niggas dirty and Philly. <laughs> and Philly, man. And I've heard a lot of stuff about Philly. I'm not the only one, man. And, you know, I heard a lot of weird shit about Philly, like how they would really be giving, like, Black artists a lot of platforms like that and a lot of those venues. You know, um, real quick story. I did its tour, like I said, in 2020, pre-COVID. But, and I stopped in Philly, right? It was a spot called Kung Fu Necktie. And, you know, I would love to perform there again, but if they're offended by this story, too bad. Um, so the I was on tour with a woman, a white woman. Mm -hmm. I booked Baltimore and D.C. She booked Philly and New York. And I'm really realizing that the only reason I got that Philly venue is because of her, you know, I, because I reached out to those people. 
about God, Jewel, stopping there. And the nigga just told me, like, we're not interested. And I was mm. like, okay. And um, it wasn't just that spot either. It was a few spots in Philly that I reached out to that were like the premier indie spot. You know what I mean? I was just like, whoa, this is weird. Um, and in D.C., it was just more like COVID stuff and you had to be vaccinated and all this type of stuff. I'm like, oh, man. So I finally found a spot, but it, it, it was a challenge. But, you know, like it was a great challenge because I couldn't sleep until I locked in D.C. You know, I had to. And I, and I was going ham on Philly, too, but it was, it was just like this wall is not moving. You know, yeah. I, this guy was trying to charge me $700 to perform there. I'm like, bro, I'm an independent artist, man. I probably ain't even going to make that much money that night. You want me to pay you $700? So I was just like, right, I'm going to have to pass on Philly. But um, I, got, I locked in a, a healthy few dates, man. I'm satisfied. And everything is just going to grow from here. So if you're, if you're listening and you're in any of those towns and on any of those dates, please come through. I'll be here July 1st be in New York July 7th, be in D.C. July 15th, be in uh, Winston-Salem July 21st, Greensboro the 22nd, and Atlanta on the 23rd. That was Josh Stokes. Head over to his Bandcamp to support his work, joshstokes.bandcamp.com, and stay connected with him on Instagram at Josh Stokes PMA. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Local Color. The podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jason V. The podcast is distributed by Your Public Studios. New episodes of Local Color will be released the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. Learn more about Local Color at wypr.org.